From Aaron Bradshaw to Khalil Ali, there's a lot of recruiting updates to talk about on this episode of the show. Let's get right on into it. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university and various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. Today's episode is going to be mainly... Uh, dedicated to some recruiting updates, both in the basketball and football realms. We'll begin with basketball. Five-star 2023 center Aaron Bradshaw has narrowed his list down to seven. The Cardinals have made that list. Um, In football, the Cardinals have made a top five for four-star safety Khalil Ali. And then we will round out the show um, conducting a weekly mailbag segment. So, We'll start out in the basketball realm. 2023 five-star center Aaron Bradshaw has narrowed his list to seven, and the Louisville Cardinals have made that list. Um, On Monday, it was revealed that Louisville, along with Oklahoma State, Michigan, UCLA, Maryland, Kentucky, and the G League are in Aaron Bradshaw's final considerations um, for those who Aren't necessarily familiar with Bradshaw. Bradshaw is the high school and AAU teammate of the number one overall recruit in all of the land, DJ Wagner, who, unless you are living under a rock, I would assume you know who that is. Um, Bradshaw is a seven-foot center out of uh, New Jersey. Obviously, the Camden connection that a lot of people kind of talk about with Kenny Payne and company. He's ranked as the 24th best prospect regardless of a position, the second best center and the fourth best player from the state of New Jersey, according to the 24-7 sports composite. Um, Matt McGavick of Louisville Sport Ill- Sports Illustrated had a uh, great piece on um, Aaron Bradshaw earlier in the week. Uh, I'll read off a couple of the quotes that um, have come from Bradshaw. Uh, he actually told this to um, Michael McCammon of Cardinal Authority from 24-7 Sports that he'll try to make a visit to Louisville, and he commented on the speculation that he and Wagner could be a package recruitment deal. I would like to play with him, but it's like we don't know where we're going to go. Um, that's coming from Aaron Bradshaw, but I'd love to play with him. We have our own decisions, but that's my brother. He's just a great person. In the AAU circuit, um, in the Nike EYBL in uh, Orlando and Indianapolis, he um, he was uh, averaging 12.2 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, and 3.2 blocks, um, field goal percentage-wise, over 65% from the field. So overall, I think that this one kind of speaks for itself. The fact that Louisville is in the mix for Bradshaw is Obviously, big news um, when you consider not only what um, the Cardinals will need for next season, but also in terms of just bringing in some of the nation's best talent. When I watch Aaron Bradshaw play, uh, some of the takeaways that I that I come away with are, 
you know, just the the high motor, um, extremely athletic, especially, you know, for being a seven footer. I think he moves down the court extremely well uh, on both ends of the court. Um, the rim protector that Louisville has been seeking for for quite some time. I think that his ability to alter shots at the rim with his length is something that Louisville could utilize right away. Um Offensively, there's definitely room for growth. Um, he's only, I think he he has it. It's list. He's listed at 210 pounds on 24/7 Sports um, recruiting database page. So, assuming that that number is true or close to being true, I, I think that it's it's evident that he's going to need to add some weight at the next level to uh, get a little bit more. Um, you know into a possibility or even, or I guess I, I should say a position to be more effective in or on the interior. Um, and I think that you're going to see a, a direct correlation between how effective he is around the paint when he uh, adds some more strength and adds some more weight. But that's not necessarily a concern. Um, you know, 210 pounds, you know, what he's able to do, I think his length really makes it tough for players to uh, guard him and, um, you know, be guarded by him, kind of like a Chet Holmgren in a sense. He's not necessarily the biggest or strongest guy, but the length is just something that uh, it's hard to get past. Uh, Bradshaw does a great job of crashing the rim. I think that he's extremely efficient around the rim. Obviously, um, you know, shooting over 65% in the EYBL circuit is is solid. Um, and, and it's kind of like a, a sense of Brandon Huntley-Hatfield in, in the way that, you know, I don't think he's a, his, his main um, – I guess you could say preference on offense is to shoot the jump shot in the mid range, but he's shown the ability to do so uh, on catch and shoot situations, but also, um, you know, kind of in fadeaway um, scenarios where he's, you know, trying to back a player down in the post and then he kind of uh, does the fadeaway jumper. He's hit that multiple times. And I think that that's something that is very, very valuable. Um, it's a skill that you can kind of build upon and who better to, um, you know, have, Learn have to learn from than Kenny Payne and Danny Manning, two extremely successful collegiate big men, um, you know, to learn from and stuff like that. So it, it's pretty clear cut for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, you get a player at a position of need. Who knows if Sidney Curry will be back for next season? I think that he will have a, a COVID year should he choose to utilize it. But at the end of the day, even if Sidney Curry does come back, I think that Aaron Bradshaw is a player that you can play alongside him and a possible one-and-done type prospect. Um, overall, the Cardinals will need a rim protector because as solid as I think Roosevelt Wheeler is and Brandon Huntley-Hatfield is more of a four, J.J. Trainer is not a rim protector, that, that's kind of where you're asking yourself, okay, who is going to be the interior you know, defensive presence for the Louisville Cardinals? You know, this year, you can probably make it work. Next year, I think if you possibly lose Sidney Curry, who knows what kind of a season Brandon Huntley-Hatfield has. Um, overall, just adding uh, an immediate interior defender. It's exactly what the doctor ordered for the Cardinals. And uh, the the big thing is going to be getting him on campus, and it, and it wouldn't hurt if the Cardinals were to get DJ Wagner. But like uh, Bradshaw said, sometimes it's easier said than done in terms of being a package deal just because some guys aren't necessarily uh, valuing the same schools and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the G League is definitely a threat to um, go up against in this one um, with the possibility of making a, a very, very good amount of money, although NIL has kind of um, been able to catch up in a little bit. Uh, Kentucky, 
let's address the elephant in the room. Kentucky is going to be extremely tough to uh, battle with in this recruitment, um, especially with the way that John Calipari recruits the Northeast. Um, and, and it really just kind of depends. The other schools, I think this could definitely, I'm not you know sliding the other schools. I'm not saying this from a position where I know what I'm talking about or have any inside or have any type of inside information, but I true, uh, I do truly believe that there's a possibility that this could come down between Louisville, Kentucky, and the professional route, sort of kind of how it possibly probably will come down to the recruitment of DJ Wagner. But uh, assuming that, um, you know, the, if, if the Cardinals got DJ Wagner, I think that the, the chances to land Bradshaw are, you know, they go up exponentially. I, I do, I'm not saying that they're going to be a package deal for certain, but anytime players are, are rumored to be in a package deal, especially if they're high school teammates, not alone, not even that, you know, AAU teammates as well. So it really just kind of depends. Uh, but it, Obviously, good news for Louisville to be at least included in this top seven. The main thing to focus on here, and one of the biggest X factors, will be if Kenny Payne and company can get Bradshaw on campus for a visit. So we will continue to monitor that situation. Um, Bradshaw will be playing in the Derby City next Friday. Not this upcoming one. Next Friday, May 27th um, at Valley High School, where he will take on Reed Shepard. So uh, if you have no plans next Friday night, uh, go ahead and get your tickets now. I'm not necessarily sure where to get them from, but ultimately go get your tickets because I would imagine that the, um, you know, the Valley Station, um, you know, the Valley Station area is going to be packed on Friday night. So go check that out. Um, but in terms of basketball recruiting, uh, that, that seems to be as much as, uh, as we've had for the past couple weeks. Um, but football, it seems like we're getting recruiting news or list cuts or you know visit announcements uh, by the day. One of the big announcements was the list cut of four-star safety Khalil Ali. The Cardinals made the final five for the four-star safety's services. We will talk about what he could possibly bring to the table here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Over the weekend, I got a care package from our friends over at Built Bar that contained 12 birthday cake puffs. And let me just be completely honest, I have already finished them. It is Wednesday morning, and I have completely finished the whole 12 pack. Um, it is, for those who don't know what puffs are, they are the first protein infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate and has a ton of healthy benefits. And that kind of epitomizes what Built Bar stands for. You know, healthy product that tastes just like candy bars, but you don't have that chalkiness, the waxiness, or the, you know, the narrative that they're playing hard to choke down. All of their products are covered in 100% real chocolate. You can go to built.com and scroll down to check out the macros chart to, you know, see exactly what you're consuming. And, but do your, do yourself a favor. Once you're there, use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's using the promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Draft, or I'm sorry, Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It seems like... Over the past couple weeks, Louisville has made a handful of final list cuts. Um, Jordan Church, the big offensive lineman 
prospect uh, cut his list of five. The Cardinals made that five. Recently, uh, I'm talking like I think it was yesterday, uh, four-star safety Khalil Ali announced that he was cutting his list of five, and the Cardinals made the list, along with West Virginia, Cincinnati, Boston College, and Pittsburgh. It is setting up to be an, an old-time Big East battle for one of the nation's best safety prospects. Khalil is rated a four-star prospect by ESPN's recruiting services, 245th in the country, I think, for rivals in 24-7 sports. He is a high four-star, but has a handful of offers from some top Power 5 schools, Maryland, Miami of Florida, Michigan State, Penn State, Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin, so on and so forth. Um, the six foot one, 180 pound native of New Jersey has um, some interesting ties to the university. He is the cousin of current Louisville Cardinal safety, Josh Minkins. Um, Josh Minkins' dad obviously played for the Cardinals as well. So there is some connection to the program. Uh, he visited the program last month. I think it was the 15th, 16th, and 17th uh, Easter weekend, possibly. I have to go back and look at that. But had a very solid visit, um, you know, has been showing the Cardinals love on social media. Like I mentioned, Matt McGavick of uh, Sports Illustrated, he has been on top of the ball in terms of getting content out. Um, he told, uh, he, uh, Ali told Louisville Report, the visit went great. I loved it. It totally upgraded and changed since the last time I was there, and that was 2017. I saw the facility, the campus, and the dorms on where the players stay. Um it seems like um, you know he goes on to say, my relationship with the staff has gotten tight since they recruited me, and it got tighter over the two-day visit. We talk about life after football, how the recruiting process is in, and is going, and just different connections of people we both know. Um, due to his style of play, and that's one thing that uh, we'll kind of transition into now, I think Khalil Ali's style of play could possibly see him playing multiple different positions at the collegiate level. Um, currently, he is a two-way player, both as a wide receiver and a free safety. I, I love his technique in terms of tackling. I think that he does a great job of um, you know, you know, sniffing out what opposing offenses are doing, and he does a great job of getting to the ball. His pursuit is incredible. I think that you know he has a lot of speed going sideline to sideline to where I wonder at the next level, do we see him kind of in a Ben Perry role to where he, you know, he may be listed as a safety, but also could be listed in that card position at outside linebacker because of that ability to tackle. Um, I, I like the comparisons to Ben Perry. I like the comparisons to uh, Quinterio Cole, um, who is now, I think, with the Las Vegas Raiders. But overall, this is another uh, testament to Scott Satterfield completely wanting to rehaul the secondary for not this upcoming season, but the one after that. Five of the current nine commitments in the 2023 recruiting class are defensive backs. Now, most of those are cornerbacks um, in Aaron Williams, uh, Martel Height, uh, Raquan Adkins, but you also have J Jeremiah Collins who can play at the cornerback or safety position. And then Jaden Davis from Sewanee, Georgia is also, um, you know, a true safety. So if you were to commit to the Cardinals, um, you know, it seems like six defensive back commits. It, it, it's a big number. I wonder if that would be 
all that Scott Satterfield is looking to add for the for the class. But you know, it's worth noting that you're losing Kendrick Duncan Jr. You're probably going to be losing MJ Griffin. You're losing Chandler Jones, possibly you know, probably Control Clark as well. Excuse me. And then also the other grad transfer. So it's about retooling and rebuilding the secondary, adding some of the best, um, you know, talent and the best prospects that the nation has in the 2023 recruiting class. And not to mention having a player that has, you know, ties to the current staff, to the current players, um, that's where things kind of get a little bit, um, you know, interesting in the Cardinals' favor. It is an interesting five that they're going up against, Boston College, Pittsburgh, uh, Cincinnati, and, um, oh, man, I already forgot the last one. West Virginia, um, I believe. I could be wrong. But this seems like a, a very winnable recruiting battle for the Cardinals. Um, not only from the, the caliber of schools that they're going up against, but also, you know, in the NIL realm, how they've been doing in the Flyville 23 recruiting class and just the, the class that they are putting together, uh, just adding talent. We talk about from California, but also from other parts of the country down in Georgia, uh, in Florida. And if they get this recruit, then up in the Northeast. So Scott Satterfield and company have done a great job of just covering, you know, uh, you know, West Coast to East Coast in terms of recruiting, getting some of the best talent in the country. I I love the projection for um, you know, Khalil Ali's collegiate career. I think that his versatility is something that Brian Brown and Wesley McGriff are definitely probably um, you know, trying to pitch to him in, in the sense of hey, you could play multiple positions here that allows you to possibly get the opportunity to play early. You could play at the safety position, but also possibly in the linebacking. Um, you know, core as well, considering that they are going to be losing some linebackers. Um, you know, Yasir Abdullah, uh, CJ or CJ Avery, I apologize, uh, Momo Sonogo, and some other of the some other veterans in that group. So, at the end of the day, this is um, probably what you would expect from Scott Satterfield. It seems like he's trying to continue to address the uh, secondary with each and every class. Unfortunately, with some um, you know attrition. In this past year's transfer recruiting, you know, transfer portal cycle, you're having to to really load up in the class of 2023. But I'm very, very excited for the future there. So um, we'll continue to monitor Khalil Ali's uh, recruitment, and it'll be interesting to see when a possible um, decision date would be made um, and scheduled. So, uh, but with the final segment of the show, we will dedicate it to the weekly mailbag. Um, we'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? It allows you to save time and money. It's a family business. Serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, the pro the prices are reliably low for every customer, and you can go explore their easy-to-use website today. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com so the final segment of the show uh, is dedicated to the weekly mailbag. There's a couple that I want to address in this one. I appreciate everyone for 
um, submitting some questions. If you have some questions that didn't get answered this week or you would like to address for next week, you can send them into my DM in the personal um, graphic below or the Locked On Twitter pages at LO underscore Louisville. But um, as far as this week, there's a couple. We will start out uh, on on the football side of things, kind of going with the um, the transfer portal. Uh, have you heard any information about Jermaine Lole's visit and when could a possible commitment be made? Um, well, I don't have any type of inside information. It seems like the vibe uh, around and, and what we've kind of seen is that it seems like Jermaine Lole's visit went well and he could possibly be on commitment watch. I know that um, some various sites have been alluding to there possibly being a commitment that is not a high school recruit. So that would um, probably allude to uh, Lole being the, the guy. Um for that to come true, I do think it would probably have to happen before he's scheduled to make his next visit this upcoming weekend. I think it's Florida um, that he's scheduled to visit next. If if he's going to commit to the Cardinals, I would assume that it would happen before that visit because the chances go down significantly if he were to show up in Gainesville over the weekend. So don't have much inside information, but it seems like the visit went well. Uh, moving on. Baseball and softball thoughts. Uh, do you think Louisville gets a top eight seed? And do you think um, this season was a, a, a str- was a was a failure for the softball team? Um, baseball wise, I think that uh, to get a top eight seed, it, it probably the chances dwindled a little bit after losing two of the three in um, you know at Virginia Tech. So uh, they beat Eastern Kentucky last night. They will probably have to sweep Virginia in the season ending or the regular season ending series and probably go on to maybe win the ACC. I, I don't know that they'll end up getting a top eight seed, although their RPI is pretty high. They're just going to have to make a lot of noise in the ACC tournament and probably sweep this next weekend to do so. Um, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen, they're still going to get a top 16. So. Softball-wise, no, I don't think it's a failure. If you look at what the ACC was doing this year, um, their RPI was incredible. Um, They played a very tough schedule. We're talking about a Louisville Cardinals team that played Arkansas down in Fayetteville. Um, They played some very, very good competition. So, no, I don't think that this is a a failed season. Obviously, you want to make the tournament, but at the end of the day, it happens. You're going against an ACC team to where um, you you play Virginia Tech, who is a national seed. You play Duke, who is a national seed. You played – I think they played Duke. Um, But all these other teams, you know, Clemson is a national seed. There there were four uh, ACC teams that ended up being national seeds. So, um, in in – you know, two of those four are in the top five. So the ACC is tough. And outside of that, you have Notre Dame, who's a two seed. You have um, you have Georgia Tech, who is a two seed. Uh, shout out to Tech. I Obviously, you all know um, my sister plays for Georgia Tech, so go Yellow Jackets. Um, but there, there's a handful of great teams in this conference, and it, it happens. You go up against some very solid competition. The team is very young. They've got a lot of freshmen playing big-time roles. The future is very bright for the Cardinals. Unfor- you know, unfortunately, they do lose Carmen Greenwood, who is one of the all-time Louisville greats. Um, so you, 
I wouldn't call it a failure. I think that that seems like nothing went right. I think it's probably a little bit of a disappointing finish because I do think that this team maybe had the pieces to to make a decent run and try to compete for a super regional. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, and um, no, it's not a failure though. I mean, you have a strength of schedule like that. It, it's kind of tough to go about it. So um, the final question is back on the, the football side. Is there any way you see this team winning 10 games in the upcoming season? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. I think that my first question as a kind of a response to that for clarification is, do you mean 10 wins in the regular season or does that include the bowl game? Because it's very much more attainable if you consider it to be the bowl game as well. Nine and three, because I'll be honest, I think that Clemson and Kentucky are going to probably be for sure losses. So you're already down two. So if you are talking about in the regular season, well, you kind of have to win out for that to happen. Um, but if you're talking about nine and three with the possibility of getting to 10 and three, well, it gets a little bit, um, you know, more obtainable. Obviously you have to probably, you know, sweep the rest of the non-conference schedule win against central Florida, South Florida, and James Madison. You're going to have to win the games you're supposed to win in the ACC against teams like, uh, Boston college and Syracuse. You're also going to have to win the toss up games against Virginia and, um, you know, win two out of the three against uh, or three out of the four against Florida State, Pittsburgh, um, NC State, and Wake Forest. So, I, I mean, it, it's possible for sure. I mean, if there's going to be a year that Louisville's going to do it in Scott Satterfield's tenure so far, it, it's going to be year four where you have a lot of players coming back, a lot of you know key pieces on both sides of the ball. So, ultimately, at the end of the day. Is it going to happen? Eh, I'm not sure. I think that you know seven to eight wins is more realistic than probably nine to ten wins, um, but never, never um, out of the question. Uh, with a little bit of um, Wi-Fi connection issues, Jeremy Woman will be on either tomorrow or Wednesday, or I'm sorry, Friday's edition of the show. This was recruited. Recruited. I'm, I'm losing my mind. We're too busy talking about recruitment. Um, this was re- recorded earlier on Tuesday, so. Um, I think that, you know, Jeremy Wallman will be on the show. Hopefully there's some more commitments that pop off for football and uh, and some other good stuff. But that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We will see you right back here tomorrow.